Welcome to In Her Space. I'm your host, Irene Wade. This is the podcast that shines a light on entrepreneurs and leaders to highlight their triumphs and challenges. Be uplifted, be inspired, motivated, and encouraged. For me, for you, for us, we're going higher. In Her Space. Let's do this. Today's podcast is sponsored by Ministry Is Me Ministries, a faith-based event planning and project management company on a mission to magnify Christ, develop character, and enhance community by empowering others to manifest their dreams, achieve their goals, and to become exactly who God has created them to be. For more information about Ministry Is Me Ministries, visit us at ministryisme.com. Again, that's www.ministryisme.com. Today, we have hey. in the studio <laughs> the queen of virtual project management, the homie, Tiffany Countryman. She is a virtual project manager, a playwright, podcaster, preacher, and public speaker that lives by the creed, work hard, pray harder. She is a leading figure in the renaissance of pure ministry and black creativity within her community. Tiffany is founder and CEO of Ministry Is Me uh, LLC, a Crohn's awareness advocate, a global influencer, but above all, she is the dope wife of Terrence, and together they parent two children, Terrell and Gabrielle. (laughs) I want to welcome to my listening audience, my sis, my homie, my friend, Tiffany Country. (laughs) Rich Countryman. It's about to be live. Okay. Y'all know I'm about to just throw out everything I had prepared. I don't even know why you prepare for our interviews. Let me, let me scoot up to the table. We at the black table today. At- <laughs> the black table. The black table. It gets real. Oh, Lord. It's going down. Let's do this. Let's do this. No, but sis, no, I'm so glad that you are here. I'm so super proud of you. you. There's so many things that has been happening um, in your life, and you can see the growth and the transformation that's taking place, what you're bringing together with your projects and everything. So we're here to talk about that and to highlight it. And so tell us a little bit about Tiffany. Yo, what's up? Well, first of all, Irene, thank you for having me. Thank this you, is sis, so for being here. Imperative and important for me. My very first podcast interview was with you. And then the play that we're going to be talking about today, Rona the Aftermath, is back at the convention center. And I don't know if you remember, but my first play, I wish I had a daddy, you were the only person that would give me an interview. Let me say this to everybody, because now, back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot, they all love me. When I first hit the scene, this is a little story time. We all think you good interview today. When I first hit the scene. I didn't know this for real. Well, no, I couldn't have said it back then. I had to flex like I was everywhere. But when I first hit the scene in 2018, I wrote my first stage play, I Wish I Had a Daddy. Irene and I have been kicking it Mm -hmm. for a while. Uh, It's funny because we met in Atlanta and we both lived and was raised in Dayton, Ohio. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But anyway, so I hit up Irene like I knew she had a podcast and she had some stuff going on. And I was like, please, can can we come? (laughs) 
and uh you know talk about the show and it was me and my director at the time marvel williams yeah. parker we came and sat down with you boy i spread down probably, you probably got a lot of downloads yes, I, did, of I did because i, I use that everywhere and it's still there so you can go back and listen oh, to I'm it gonna re- oh it's there yeah throwback thursday right because this is like a full circle for me sis you know wow. uh since we left the convention center in 2018 i've still been doing shows but because of money and budgets and different partnerships and stuff i couldn't get back to the convention center wow but now the executive producer of pastor stephanie cunningham um that is the executive producer of the show she she pushed me she said this needs to be at the convention center i said well if you're gonna write the check then i ain't gonna argue with you about it so we're back at the convention center but this moment here sitting down and talking with you even we were talking before we started recording the things that we've been through yes. this full circle moment like this means everything to me absolutely and you know i tell it everywhere on clubhouse everything when i was found in sin uh irene found in, <laughs> found in sin according to the church people um a lot of people turned their back on me but irene called me she asked me to go out to Panera Bread and she looked at me. I had my head all hung low and she looked at me. She said, sis, you're going to be all right. This is okay. And just that gesture gave me the the zeal to keep going because I was going to be like, well, this is my life. I don't need to serve in the church anymore. I don't need to do nothing. But you don't understand how imperative that was in that moment right. because so many people were disappointed. So many people wow. turned their back on me because I was a leader in the church but you showed the god's grace and mercy oh, i appreciate so, that sis. what's but, up y'all but it it's was the homie but <laughs> yes but but the thing about it is um and i didn't really know you at that time but yeah. i but i could see something on you wow <laughs> and that that's the thing when when the anointing is on your life like yeah. people can see it and 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 i i was compelled to say that to you mm. because you know, I know in my own personal life, the things that I've been through and, you know, you need somebody to just pour into you at times. Yeah. And I get that from you from so I mean, you and just when you coming into this space says it means a lot to me. So yeah. I, I but I mean, there's so many great things I mean going on. I mean, I don't even Ooh. think people know the totality of everything maybe they're seeing bits and pieces of it yeah. but i mean i'm i can kind of sit back and see i see you on clubhouse and there's so many beautiful things going there yeah clubhouse of vibe clubhouse, clubhouse is a vibe. vibe and it's um the conversations that are coming forward in that um the the projects that you have working on the um speaking engagements that you're doing what does all of this feel like? Like, cause you're saying this is a full circle moment. Um, it's a full circle moment. I don't know that I'm really understanding what's going on. Mm-hmm. My sister, my blood sister, my same sister from the same mister. Uh, she lives in Jersey and she was telling me, she said, do you know that you kind of like made it? And I was like, well, my bank account, <laughs> hello, cash app still trying to money scientist our country no i'm just saying but you know when you're in it and then when your intentions are different like my intentions is not to be successful or famous uh, my intention is to be rich let me not lord i want to be rich um but i'm not doing stuff for that and to be honest, before Irene, I was doing stuff for that. Yeah. And it wasn't working. Right. So when you be like, okay, whatever, I'm just going to do what Me. I'm called to do. And then all of a sudden, it's like, woof. Yeah. Oh, okay, where y'all been at? 
Um, so I don't think I really understand. I'm just doing the work. Yeah. I understand that I have limited time. Um, you know, I almost died twice within a five year span. Mm -hmm. And if that happens to anybody, it's like a wake up call. Yeah. It's like, yo, you have no control over your life. You, you literally have no control. I don't think we realize that until we're in that position. And I found myself twice, two years apart being in a hospital bed, stuck, couldn't care for my child, raise my child. Even if I said, do this, do that, I don't know what's going on because I'm in the hospital room. So it's really like a wake-up encounter that you're here for a reason. And if they would have preached my funeral in 2018 – they wouldn't have had much to say. Oh, she's, she loved the Lord. She had a daughter. But what did I do? Wow. What did I live? What did I sow? Exactly. What, what, when I go before God, I want him to say, yeah, you, you effed up a little <laughs> bit, but at least you did what I asked you to do. Exactly. So that's where I'm at, sis. I 100% agree. And you're right. It does take those moments. Like, mm-hmm. I know because for me, it was my the passing of my mother and my sister. It was a mm-hmm. wake-up call, especially at 46 years old. It's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, because I'm 41. I don't you have, are, girl. I, you looking good, girl. You don't look a day past 32. I'll be 41 in June. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, but it makes you think, like, okay. Yeah. I got to get my stuff together. It does. Because it does. life is short. And, it's short. And, and, but we want to enjoy the moment. What you have coming up now mm-hmm. is uh, Rona the Aftermath. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's coming up April the 23rd. Mm-hmm. What is so different about this particular production in comparison to the previous one? I would say mm-hmm. this show is very personal for me. Okay. Because it talks about my marriage and my experience as a newlywed during the shut in place pandemic. I am a a part of what some may call a pandemic marriage. It hasn't been termed yet, but I'm terming it pandemic marriage. I got married in November of 2019. The pandemic hit in March of 2020. And here we are three years into the marriage and we're, we're doing good. We're doing the best we can do. You know, we're married. Marriage is marriage. Um, but what I'm saying, I'm saying that this show is very personal because the pandemic, the year 2020 just hit me in a Mm -hmm. very passionate, purposeful way. Right. I am not the same person that I, we're going to, we're going to have to go out and eat and drink because I'm not the same person I was before the pandemic. Right. And, um, and I think a lot of people, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I, and I fear for those who are the same. There's no way that we have could have gone through and witnessed what Mm -hmm. we witnessed from our televisions, from our cell phones, from our tablets, and be the same person. And if you are, I'm, I'm very fearful for, for your soul. No, I'm playing. Um, but anyways, um, this show is personal to me because it talks about what we went through as an African-American couple in 2020. So the show depicts two married couples. One couple are newlyweds. Another couple are, uh, fi- they've been married for 15 years. They're a pastor and a first lady. And the pastor and the first lady, they have a lot of distance because they've been married for a long time. They've grown up. They've changed. They've experienced different things. And the newlyweds, they're just, you know, getting into life. They don't really know each other. They're strangers. Then they're stuck in this house. Um, So we talk about what is uncovered when you have to face the funk. Because before the pandemic, you were able to go out to eat. You were able to go to Walmart. You was able to go to work. Just getting away for eight hours a day, you're able to avoid a whole lot. But when you're stuck in that house, Mm -hmm. you got to face some things. Um, So this show talks about that. It talks about the George Floyd murder and riots. Mm -hmm. It talks about the Breonna 
Taylor there, Ahmaud Aubrey, right? Everything that we experienced in 2020 is in this show. Right. Uh, now, when the show hit in 2021, it was an absolute hit around the world because of Clubhouse. I was able to sell virtual tickets in different countries, Norway, Africa, uh, Australia, uh, even Argentina. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was everywhere. And an executive producer, like I said, Pastor Stephanie Wise Cunningham, she picked up the show and we're going to do it again, but we're going to do it bigger and better, sis. Absolutely. Absolutely, sis. Not only has it appeared in different areas all around the world, the world is award winning. It's an award winning show. Yeah. So um, an organization in California, Inglewood, California, saw the show with well, the president, the founder of the organization saw the show and she does an award show every year uh for the unsung uh artists the unsung celebrities the unsung actors and actresses or community advocates and i was chosen for the creative spirit award from this prestigious organization in california uh it snowed the night that i was supposed to go uh so i wasn't able to be there in person to receive the award in california but i believe that that was god just telling me this was just a taste Come this on. was just a taste yes. because when you fly here you're going to stay here that's what i took from that <laughs> but and what a phenomenal affirmation of what this is all about yeah and to show the work that the, when you talk about it coming full circle and to actually be recognized god at a national good. level god is good god is good i mean people we see you yeah. and we honor you too because the, it, it, it this is not an easy work because we see the production the things that are happening yeah. in the production how is that journey with working with different people bringing things together making mm-hmm. it work how does that work for you it's fun it's exciting it's interesting i'm gonna be honest i was a tough cookie before the pandemic i didn't know how to work with people because i was so uh in love with my art and committed to the vision that it had to be my way so that I could see what I saw Uh, but the pandemic broke me down it changed me because the pandemic made us realize that we need other people not to just survive but to thrive yes we need other people not just to survive but to thrive there are some weaknesses that you have that i have strengths in there are some weaknesses that i have that you have strengths in how can we be better individually if we can't become better collectively so that is a huge revelation that i received during the pandemic and that has changed my approach on everything how i encounter people how i engage with people how i network because that's what i was saying about the intentions because we could be selfish in this race now life is a game don't get me wrong life is a game and you have to play the game but you don't have to cut people stab them in the back step on their neck you don't have to do all of that so the pandemic taught me how to be compassionate how to understand that everybody is not on your creative edge they have other edges other places and so it's been fun it's been fun to see what other people have in their hearts and their souls creatively. Um, This production cycle, we have allowed the cast to contribute to blocking, to scene development, because they know their characters at this point better than I do. Exactly. Um, They spend time with the characters. They make love with the characters. They birth, they, they become these characters. So if we're in the middle of rehearsal and an actor or actress is saying, well, Tiff, I feel like my character will do this or would do that. And I'm like, nah, I need your character to do this or do that. I'm now, I give them the opportunity. Let me see it on stage. Sell it to me. If you can make me believe it, 
then we can keep it. And nine times out of ten, they make me believe it wow. because again, they they know their character better than I do. That's powerful. So it's been fun. Oh it's been gosh. amazing. It's been amazing. So I'm hearing growth. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been painful, sis. Yeah. But um, I appreciate. But growth it. is painful though. It it takes and it is. I feel like it takes a breaking down for things to happen for growth to absolutely for things to grow. It, it has to happen. This play is going to be phenomenal, and it's coming up. Um, April the twenty third. Oh yeah, I'm, okay. I'm getting my ticket. Absolutely. I gotta get it on screen. <laughs> <laughs> I got it on my live too. She says she coming, y'all. She gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. Um, and and there's multiple things going on that day too. Oh yeah. But I mean, it you is. Need, people need to know that there's two showings. Yeah, it's a two p.m., mm-hmm. which is our COVID safe show, which is traditionally named the matinee show. Mm-hmm. It's the lighter, easygoing show. Uh, we're going to have social distancing and masks will be required at that show. Um, of course, we have limited seats. So, again, okay, so let me do this, sis, because in 2018, I sold out the convention center. Woo! God is good. Yeah. And I was there. You was there, so you know <laughs> I sold it out. So I had to, with the help of my best friend, Tamika, other people, I had to let that go because when we talk about attentions, mm-hmm. when I first started this production, I was like, oh, we're going to sell out the convention center twice. We're going to do it twice. And I was losing focus of the main thing and yeah. that's giving the people a great show yeah. i was so focusing on pr how i'm gonna get these tickets so how i'm gonna do this instead of for putting all of my passion and love into the rehearsals so i focus on rehearsals and tickets been selling so i god is good yeah i'm not worried about it but even with the 2 p.m show it's going to be limited seats so it's not going to be a packed out house and then the 6 p.m show uh-huh that is our traditional theater experience that's where you know you get them thighs rubbing somebody else's thigh and you laughing with people you don't even know them but y'all know it's funny yes. and you have a great exchange of energy that's gonna be our 6 p.m show so if y'all want to laugh with the black people come to the 6 p.m show oh my god yeah we got two options and i know it's a lot of stuff going on in the city and i support everybody everything that they doing i have to get into you know family life and trying to balance everything as oh, a Lord. mom as a <laughs> as a mom as an entrepreneur i mean how do you what is it that keeps you going what how do you stay balanced because i know it's hard i know well yeah you know you know more than i i only got one you got four of them mugs she got four (laughs) twins and two boys listen I can't tell you you don't already know. So this is for the listeners, okay? Um, I just understand. I, it's the same thing, sis. I understand that time is limited. Yes. My time is limited, and I'm very aware of that. Right. And that's okay because everybody's time is limited. But I choose to do as much with my limited time as possible. Yeah. And God saw fit to make me a mother. And with that, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And that's another revelation that I had during the pandemic. I thought I had to be this perfect mother but what is the definition of perfection perfection is doing the best that you can do with what you got and that's with your upbringing with your emotional intelligent or deficits with your whatever your money your situation your living situation it's you doing the best with what you got and that's what i learned during the pandemic as it pertains to motherhood and being a wife is that i can do what tiffany can do yeah i can't do what lucy off of lucy and ricky i can't do uh what family matters i can't do married with children i can only do tiffany and as long as i'm showing up and as long as i'm giving my best then that's enough um so i balance it i do and you know i do a lot of brain dumping 
I do a lot of time management. I got different calendars in my phone. I schedule rest because what we find is that we put so much into our work that we're not able to be mothers or wives. Uh Uh-oh, we're not ready to have that conversation. That's a whole (laughs) nother. But that's important. That's why self-care is important. You know, we have this urge just as women, just as women, we are naturally innate. It is innate for us to care for others. That's how God created us. Mm -hmm. God created us to care. God created men to protect. No matter what their sexual identification is, that is an innate trait that we all have. So it is imperative that we take care of ourselves because that desire to want to care for and cover someone else can sometimes, oftentimes, override the desire to care for and cover ourselves. So I balance that, sis, by sitting my butt down, taking a nap, I'm trying to eat better. Uh, keyword trying. I'm trying to eat better. I'm, I'm doing much better, but I'm trying to eat better. Just understanding that in order for me to be, I got to take care yes, of you. Yes, you got to take care of you. And you you said a word when you mentioned doing the best with what we have. What we have. Because a lot of times, I mean, because I, I just recently saw a post and um, there were some women who are entrepreneurs who were talking about um, certain things that they're not able to do because they don't have um, you know, high end equipment or they don't yep. have the access or they don't have money yep. and all of that. But sometimes you got to work what you have. Got to. Cause I'm, if you don't work what you got, you ain't go get nothing. Right. Look at you. Right. Look at, look at this. You have to, you have to work what you have because the thing about it is if we sit on our gifts and talents mm-hmm. and just kind of wait for mm-hmm. something, it's not going to just fall out the air. You, that's not how it works. It does, that's, not, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And being okay with where you are in the moment and showing up, like you said, as your best self yes. in that moment. In that moment. It's powerful. That's all you have control over. Right. Sis. I don't have control over how my child acts at school we want to think as parents we got control but understand mamas we do not have control over how they act at school what we have control over is how we present ourselves in front of them i know the pandemic has sucked us back into that bed and i had to check myself because once outside started opening back up and tootie started going back to school i wanted to stay in the bed she would come home i was in the bed i wouldn't be out in the living room with her or nothing and i'm saying this because i think this will help somebody and i realized that my presence is powerful and if i'm shut off with my door closed and sh- and i'm not saying this to condemn anybody how you do your household is how you deal with my personal conviction and she's out there in the living room by herself because she doesn't have any siblings with her tablet what 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 does that do that's that's taking away of precious time time of just bonding she could be on her tablet i could be in the couch on my phone but just the presence is powerful the exchange of energy so yeah let that bless you yes absolutely and it's it's important it's important because working with what we have using the time that we have that's what you were talking about i think is so it's so crucial and so i want to get into this play and okay what's happening well, you know, it's coming up. It's April 23rd. April 23rd. And so the people that you're working with, those who are bringing this together, mm-hmm. how have they impacted your life? Because you talked a little bit about, you know, how important it is to have that personal tribe, but people yeah. coming together to help bring the vision to pass. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, my best friend, Tamika Ludd, she's the co-writer and co-creator of the show. She's imperative in my life personally because she stuck by my side when it was messy tough 
when she could have chosen another side another way um so personally she has taught me the importance of patience and loyalty yeah i thought i was loyal before i met her she taught me what loyalty looks like speaking of loyalty stephen crane who is our musical director of the show who wrote three original three original pieces that will be presented twice at the day convention center on april 23rd um the first show cycle was very tumultuous for the three of us um because we had an executive producer that had committed that bailed out on us okay right when it was time to start spending money at this point we had a full cast we had already conducted auditions we had already started rehearsals uh, it was time to start pushing a show oh my gosh. and steven not being a close friend of mine he did this on a professional tip joined with me uh to help produce this show that we were originally producing as a uh, fundraiser initiative for said executive producer but like i said that fell through so with that falling through me being in love with the art i still said we got to produce this show the actors already we've been working we still got to produce the show and steven at any point could have said oh we ain't gotta do this no more because the original intention of why we were doing it was no longer valid we were doing it as a fundraiser initiative um and he chose to stick it out so steven taught me what long suffering looks oh, like wow. tamika taught me patience steven taught me long suffering because again he was caught up in a lot of stuff that he could have chosen a different side he could have went another way and then our executive producer pastor stephanie wise cunningham who has been a part of my life for a long time both her and her husband pastor Corey, have been a part of my life for a long time we've done you know we've done a lot of community initiatives together we've worked together and her and her husband came into my well became closer to me at a very very pivotal imperative time because i had walked away from god at the end of 20 in the middle of 2021 just last year don't no, excuse me i didn't walk away from god i walked away from church, church. <laughs> there walked you away go from church one, i was gonna say i walk away from god i walked away from church, church. i was mm-hmm. sick of the church bs the foolishness the fakeness mm-hmm. the unrealistic ex- oh, just everything the, the fake reverence of these people who are doing way worse than anybody else in the church. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. And she came into my life and she took me under her wing. I was rough, rugged. I remember when I first connected with her just this time last year, I was cussing, drinking and everything. And she was not fade. She was not moved. I was doing everything that I could do for her to leave me alone because I was done. But she was like, nah. So she taught me love. She taught me love. She loved me. She loved the hell out of me. Yes. She loved me back to church and back closer to God. Wow. True God. Teaching me, like, I'm talking about real mentorship, like, real going through the scriptures, line upon line. Like, when the last time we had that? When the last time we seen that? Where there were elders of the church that sat the young people down that had a call that you said that sees it, that has a passion, that said, come here, baby, let me help you. And not only that, but she sold, she wrote a $3,000 check. Wow. Signed her name to it for this show to happen it has done much more so those three are the closest people to me that has helped me put this show on and through the last two years of working together steven has showed me long suffering tamika has taught me patience and pastor stephanie has taught me love oh my gosh wow that's so powerful um Nothing is without challenge, but God always, always comes through 
bringing people into your life to make that thing come to pass. Always. Oh my God. He always makes provision for the vision. Yeah. I want to encourage somebody because you're sitting on a vision right now because mm-hmm. you don't have the money, you don't have the resources, you don't have the network. You don't even know where you're going to start at Walmart to start buying the stuff that you need. But God, oh, listen to me. I've been in ministry since I was 21 years old. I'll be 35 this year. I got something to say. I got something to stand on now. God always, always makes provision for his vision. Yes. He has never let me down. Never. Wow. That is powerful, sis. Oh my gosh. I'm so this is gonna be so exciting. You guys gotta get there. It's going to be phenomenal. Yes, Rona, the aftermath. Oh my gosh. It's an en- encore performance yes. happening at the Dayton Convention Center. This the tickets are on sale at Eventbrite. You need to check it out. I'm going to be posting this link um, with the podcast all over. So definitely you won't be able to miss it. Um, For those of you who are listening in our Facebook group, definitely. I mean, we've gotten a powerful word from Tiffany. I know you've already kind of spoken into a a word already into us. But I want you to give your final thoughts, you know, around what is happening in your life or whatever it is that you want to share. Because we always give our guest that that final word okay. but um for those of you who are listening and you are listening into the in her space podcast we, um, we shine a light on working women entrepreneurs and you heard it today What's that? these stories you have to listen to to help keep you going you know i go back into my podcast um uh bank to get to get poured into mm. to to get the enlightenment that i need to get that push to say sis if you can if i went through this you can get through this, right? Mm. If I went through it, you can get through it. And we heard that today with what Tiffany has been sharing with us. This is phenomenal, sis. I love to see Bless the you. growth that is happening in your life. Ditto, and sis. This is just, and this is just the beginning. I'm like, I'm glad that we know each other right now. Like, this is like uh, like Kevin Hart, who knows <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, who know Common, who know like all But these. Tiffany, people don't know. We used to have dream conversations. They don't know. We talked they about have no facilities idea. and things that we had in mind. And we it's still, when you put that word out there, because, I mean, it started out as a word, something Jesus. I want to do. That's a seed being Jesus. planted. And you just watch and see. Just as this has come to pass, those it things will. that you have that people don't even know about and that you desire in your heart, it's coming. I receive it. You guesses. better watch. I receive it. <laughs> I receive it. Watch and see. God is faithful. He he absolutely is. Final words, my sister. This is what I hear God saying in this season is that it's time for our mentality to catch up with our blessings. Mm. God said this very clear to me that we're in a season that we're in a shifting and a sifting because the Bible says that he will separate the wheat from the tear. And that is what 2020 and even 2021 was about was God separating the wheat from the tear. We lost a lot of people, not physically, but emotionally, Mm. spiritually. We disconnected from a lot of people during the last two years, both in the physical, both in the spiritual and in the natural. And with that, God is taking us to another level. And what happens is we kind of checked out for the last two years. We kind of blacked out. Even if you think about it, it feels like we're still in the year 2020, like 2020 just started because it never happened. What we had planned, what we thought was going to happen, what the world had planned, what the nation had planned did not happen. And we became frozen. We become stuck. So we have this mentality and this mindset of 2020 where we're now in 2022 
And God is saying he's going to give you double for your trouble. Everything that you endured prior to 2020, you're going to receive recompense. You're going to receive recompense for the tears that you cried, for the yells that you screamed, for the doors that were slammed in your face, for the feet that were on your neck. You're going to receive recompense, but it's up to us for our mentality to be able to be open to receive what God has for us. Because if we're not open, we can reject it. Wow. Mm. Oh my gosh. It's time for our mentality to catch up with our blessings. You guys heard it right here on in her space. Sis, thank you so much for coming into In Her Space. Thank you for being doing this. This is nice. <laughs> this is nice. Thank you for doing with a little flower, <laughs> y'all. This is nice. <laughs> you know what? I cannot with you. This is my girl, though. But let me tell you something. You're doing amazing things in your spaces. And I can't wait to see how God is going to continue to bless you. I want you all to continue. Tell us how we can find out more about a ministry is me ministries. Yes. So ministries, me ministries, is ministries, me.com. We are a faith-based event planning and project management company. We help manifest your wildest dreams with the spirit of God. Uh, we work with faith-based, uh, small business, nonprofit, uh, entities. You can find out more about the homie at tiffanycountryman.com. I'm open for speaking engagements, podcasts, interviews, hosting, all that good stuff. But I am a playwright. I'm a struggling artist. So y'all make sure y'all connect with the homie. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at Tiff Countryman. At Tiff Countryman. And if you want to bless me, money sign Tiff R Countryman through Cash App. God bless you. Yes, let's support y'all. I'm so excited to have. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for sis. being on this show. Do the best with what we have. Time for our mentality to catch up with our blessings. Yes. And I heard the word love patience long suffering everything is coming together working for our good i'm so grateful sis to have you in our life in our lives you are doing amazing work and for those of you who are listening in check us out on uh on facebook we'll be uh, on um itunes we're on youtube so check us out make sure you follow us share the link and make sure you um let everyone know what is happening within her space and support um those who uh those of our our guests who are coming on our show they are dropping so many gems into our lives and we so appreciate them and so we just want to say until next time you all be blessed and thank you for joining us this morning within her space